Welcome to episode 36 of the show and the first of our Financial Independence podcast series. We will continue to list the episodes in the series in the order that they come out, but we will use slightly different podcast art with the FI episodes so that they're easier to distinguish. As you probably know by now, there are two of us that work on the show. We are at different stages in our financial independence and investment paths, and we'll continue to both add to the episodes using lessons learned and personal experiences that result from each of those unique journeys and perspectives. Before we get too much further into the series, let's define financial independence. According to Wikipedia, it's the status of enough income or wealth sufficient to pay one's living expenses for the rest of one's life without having to be employed or dependent on others. One key thing to remember is that financial independence, or FI, is measured on a sliding scale. No single amount of passive income is the right amount for all of us, and even a single person can expect their financial needs to change significantly over time. This first point should be encouraging, as it means that you can enjoy some of the benefits of FI early on in your journey, without having to wait for some magical day in the future when you save up the correct amount of money and stop working for the rest of your life, assuming that's even something you want to do. This is because any percentage of independence can provide you with peace of mind during tough times, knowing that even if you can't stop working forever, you can sustain a prolonged job loss or health event without the financial wheels coming off of your life. We can and will cover the benefits of FI more in the future, but for now, I'd like to discuss the most important tool I've found and exploited on my own path to FI. You might think that an investment technique or shortcut to a better job and a raise would have carried the most weight on my journey, but in fact, no, it was a savings vehicle that had the most effect. To be specific, that vehicle was my bicycle. Before I explain why the bike was so powerful, let me back up and list the three greatest expenses that most people face. Those three expenses are food, housing, and transportation. To the extent you can cut costs on any of those three categories, you're going to make a huge impact on your savings rate. For most of us, transportation takes the form of a car, or in the case of many families, two or more cars. In my case, I'm married with four children, and the majority of my friends with the same size family have at least two vehicles. That fact, that car ownership and use of the car is so ubiquitous, leads many of us to assume that we can, can't get along without a vehicle, and that the cost of owning and operating a vehicle isn't significant enough to warrant further thought. Before we follow common wisdom, however, if we can call it wisdom, let's investigate together the actual cost of car ownership. According to AAA, the average cost of car ownership in the U.S. was $713 per month in 2016. This number was actually down compared to the previous year due to lower than average fuel cost, and it is likely much higher today for the same reason, but the $713 per month number provides a convenient middle-of-the-road figure for our purposes. The AAA number includes all sorts of costs, from insurance and registration to depreciation and maintenance. 
and represents the total cost of car ownership over the vehicle's life and not the average payment on an auto loan. To better illustrate the point I'm driving toward, I'll share a bit of my own story with you now. My wife and I were married in 2001 and over the last 21 years have owned a single vehicle for all but three of those years. Basically, the family used the car, and except for rare occasions, I biked myself to work and back for 18 years. This means that at $713 per month, we saved $8,556 a year just from biking to work, and that over the full 18 years, we saved $154,000. I invested our bicycle savings all along the way, and between the bike's direct savings and the investment returns, I was able to purchase my second home mortgage-free in an all-cash transaction. It really is incredible that controlling one single expense could have such an outsized impact on one's financial future. Who would imagine that cycling to work could eventually purchase a home? But again, in this case it did, and the cost of car ownership is only going higher, not lower now, making transportation savings even more valuable as the years roll on. Controlling costs truly is the panacea of business operations and personal finance. Many of the companies highlighted on this podcast are standout performers in part due to their ability to control costs or as a result of a unique business model that advantages their cost structure. It may sound too obvious, but before you can invest your capital, you must first have the capital to invest. And for many of us, cutting out a major expense can be the springboard to those future investments. As it turns out, walking, jogging, and riding to work provide a cascade of benefits beyond just cost savings. There are the obvious health benefits, along with the related stress release that comes from fresh air, and there are even some other less obvious benefits. One interesting cycling side benefit I discovered over the years was that a self-enforced limitation in your life often drives you toward better planning and solutions in other areas. Meal planning is a good example of this. When I drove to work, I didn't plan my meals very well. Why plan them out the night before when I could simply zip off to Chipotle on a whim and buy myself lunch? On the bike, however, I knew that time and energy limitations made zipping off to Chipotle a no-go lunch solution. So instead of buying lunch from a restaurant, I'd pack up leftovers from the night before and eat them at work. The benefits from this simple change were numerous and included time saved, gas saved, more effective and productive work, and oftentimes healthier food to power me through the next pedal session. I'm now digressing pretty far from the mainline topics of this podcast, so I'll get back to finances before I wrap things up. What I hope to convey in this episode this first FI episode to be specific, is just how much low-hanging fruit is available to you on your own road to passive income and independence. Savings on transportation is just one of those pieces of fruit, but even that one technique can, and in my case did, have a massive impact on my net worth. I understand full well that not every technique will work for each individual. Distance, physical limitations, and personal safety may mean that ditching your car for a bicycle isn't practical for you, but even within those limitations, you can explore ways to reduce transportation costs. Moving closer to work, 
mass transit, ride sharing, or even telework are tactics that have had a similar outsized payoff for others and that might work for you. In the end, if one small decision applied over months and years and even decades can be the difference between a paid off house or a mortgage payment, isn't that at least worth some consideration? I think that it is, and in my case, I'm grateful for the time spent pedaling around town, listening to audiobooks, knowing that each mile brought me a little closer to my goal of owning my own time. Well, with that, I hope you like this first installment of our FI-specific podcast series. We're looking to initially do a short run of episodes on this topic and see how much value our listeners get from the slightly different content. Hopefully the topic was both engaging and enlightening, and I look forward to bringing you more FI and special situation investing topics in the weeks to come. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you again soon.